welcome to the Online Life podcast. This is my first English episode, as you can hear. I'm going to talk to Remo, who was on a previous episode, but this time we're going to talk about his experience uh, taking part in a clinical trial and uh, the potential application of uh, psychedelic drugs for therapeutic applications. Hi, friends. We are live. My experience after my medical study that I completed uh, during the past two months. And I am joined by Julian. He was kind enough to propose to interview me, ask me questions about my psychedelic experiences. So welcome, Julian. Hello and welcome. And yeah, thank you very, very much for choosing me to uh, have me interview you on your channel, which is, <laughs> I think, a very interesting construct. And yeah, I'd like to... Uh, say that you know, I, I'm not really familiar with the uh, overall topic that you're going to talk about, but um, still, you know, I, I do interview uh, various people, uh, as you said, on my uh, other um, channel, and uh, this is why I think you know, it's interesting always to explore reality in different realms. And yeah, I'm just up for the uh, experience, and um, yes, uh, you know, there are also. Uh, some viewers you got uh, in terms of you know, them asking questions, and I think we can just uh, you know, see and you know, make make the best out of it. Absolutely, and uh, yeah, to to the audience that's watching live, of course, um, feel free to comment and ask questions live. Um, the more interaction we have, uh, the better. Yes. So maybe it would be uh, interesting for all of us to have like an overview of what we're going to talk about and uh, yeah, what the inter um, the audience and also me can ask questions about. Yeah, so basically it's about uh, my two months uh, medical study. So um, yeah, I just want to give a little bit of, of context. I prepared some some tabs here. So um, you see here that alone in Switzerland, we currently have 10 medical studies on clinicaltrials.gov that are recruiting um, participants for various kinds of uh, psychedelic studies. You see with LSD, with uh, psilocybin, with, with different kinds of uh, uh, yeah, substances. So it's a common thing that um, these substances are now researched and um, actually MAPS, the Multidisciplinary Association, for psychedelic studies has started this movement in 1986. Um, it, it has been going on for a really long time. And now hopefully um, soon the first um, MDMA-based um, medicine will hopefully be approved next year for a PTSD. A really, really good results here. So just to set the stage, um, it's about research and the goal for uh, this whole thing is to potentially create a treatment for mental illnesses. And that's a topic that I am um, really, really passionate about. And it was a, a, a phase one study. If you're a little bit uh, familiar with the, with the pharmaceutical studies, uh, there are different phases, roughly phase one, phase two, phase three. And phase one, uh, the one that I participated in was for healthy participants. Um, so I don't have any mental illnesses, I'm healthy participants. And uh, the goal was to, um, yeah, check the safety, check uh, the different kind of dosages um, that uh, were used and uh, yeah, to test a lot of uh, uh, biomarkers. So we had a lot of blood testing, blood um, pressure testing, et cetera, um, uh, throughout the study. 
Um, and yeah, as I said, the goal is to create hopefully a uh, treatment for, for mental illnesses. So that's a little bit to, to set the stage. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah, so um, your motivation to take part in something like this uh, obviously seems to be uh, your passionate topic of mental illnesses. And uh, you know, I think overall, um, in recent decades, there's a trend that more and more um, awareness is uh, you know there in society and you know especially of course in the US you can see it with these um, you know very uh, you know, kind of big organizations already that are uh, trying to introduce the uh, kind of forbidden um, hard drugs but into a, a therapeutic um, um, situation right or environment and I think um, this is uh, very interesting because on the one hand uh, you had like lots of uh, drugs. Uh, banned, but you know, many are still banned, but especially also in Europe. But um, yeah, on the other hand, as these trials are opening up, and you just uh, showed us that there are uh, you know ten going on just in uh, Switzerland alone, right? And uh, for those maybe from America who are watching this, uh, it's like a very tiny country. And um, but obviously, it's uh, you know I once watched a Netflix documentary. Uh, about you know this being like a birthplace of uh, you know synthesizing um, different um, chemicals, but you know a as I said before, you know I'm no expert in this, um, so you know, don't <laughs> don't make me liable for anything uh, I might say here. But you know uh, overall, I think it's very interesting to see that, and um, yeah, as I said uh, in the beginning, the awareness that is um, coming up in different countries is fascinating to see. And that you know, these uh, treatments are you know, kind of helpful for everyone. A tiny country that invented LSD, says Calamity Jane. Okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, absolutely. I mean, um, I, I I have to mention this. I mean, okay. I'm I'm living in in Basel here, and that's the birthplace of LSD. Albert Hoffmann, um, yeah, oh, yeah, found LSD here um, in in the lab in I don't know 1943 or something. Um, and then he also synthesized um, psilocybin for the first time. So uh, Basel um, has this huge LSD symposium uh, for the past 80 years. I think this year they had the 80th uh, birthday uh, event. So uh, I think Switzerland is really a huge uh, place. Um, and uh, I think um, even when it's uh, yeah technically illegal, uh, there are ways to make it legal. So for example, a certain psychiatrists already have the license to use certain substances like LSD, psilocybin, MDMA for therape uh, therapeutic uh, purposes. So there are already licenses, but it's very limited. And of course, more research is, is needed. Okay. Yeah. So uh, my question now is, uh, so w once you were uh, kind of clear about that you want to take part in one of these studies to help um, people with uh, mental illness you know, in the long run. Um, what's the kind of uh, preparation that you need to do in order to actually t then take part? And you know, how do you need to prepare overall, uh, you know, mentally, also with a family and you know, maybe the um, overall setting in the, um, uh, you know, the hospital or wherever you did it? Yeah, so uh, first of all, you need to apply. So as I uh, showed you, there are many studies that are recruiting right now. So you need to find uh, these studies and then you um, fill out some kind of form or you contact them. 
and then um, I've been screened by phone. Um, uh, so it was roughly a one hour phone call where they asked me different kinds of uh, questions, whether I fit the criteria. And then I had a one day um, medical screening in the University Hospital of, of Zurich, um, where they screened me psychologically, um, uh, physically, etc., to, to see whether I am fit to, to take part of this. And um, then I cleared that as well. And then I was, um, I was accepted in, in, this, in the study. And I think for everyone who wants to take part of, of uh, taking substances, um, I think it's really important to prepare yourself well. So I have read many books. I have read, I have watched uh, Netflix documentaries. There are so good documentaries on the, on the topic. And um, roughly yeah, each, each quarter, there comes a new one. Um, so I watched a lot. And um, it's important that there is um, a set and a setting for, for such substances. So the, uh, the setting is the environment where this takes place. And I also asked um, the study um, how they will <laughs> do that, because I was, of course, afraid that I will be in some kind of a sterile hospital room with <laughs> beeping, beeping lights, etc. And I just want to show you what they what they did. So they prepared really well. And that's what the room looked like. So it looked like a yoga <laughs> room. Um, yeah, similarly, what you would see in any kind of meditation retreat. So they prepared it really well. And I also have yeah. to say it was a um, it was a group um, uh, a group study. So it was a group setting. So we were four participants, and uh, yeah, it it was a beautiful beautiful setting. And then the set is the mindset that you go in. So it's it's best that you take a few days off before each uh, session. You pre prepare yourself. You um, yeah you look that you're not too stressed or that you get your things in, into order and then that you go into it with a with a good mindset because if you go into it like with a stressed or anxious mindset then of course these substances could uh, could could make the experience really really challenging so uh, i think that's that was the preparation that's that i did okay yeah thank you very much um, when it comes to um, studies of the mind which this is about obviously um i think it's always interesting to see um that you know as you said you need to prepare yourself days in advance because it's uh you know a lot like not like a physics experiment <laughs> that you can do like each and every day but uh the mind is you know so kind of un unexplored and uh, gets agitated so easily sometimes right uh Maybe even on the way to, to the study, you know, you're driving your uh, your car and there's maybe something going on uh, on the street which is uh, you know um, messing you up, uh, and then you you arrive there and uh, yeah, it's already kind of a, a different result in the end actually. So yeah, I, I think that's uh, very interesting to see. But yeah, as as you showed this photo, I mean, it looks really cozy uh, with the wooden boards you know on the ceiling and on the on the wall and the mattresses all the blankets and so on and also the the ambient lighting right it's um, really yeah ju just uh, cozy and uh, relaxing atmosphere so absolutely and it, it needs to feel safe because you're yes. really in a, in a vulnerable vulnerable state so it needs to feel safe of course there was music they uh, researched a lot what kind of music uh, they they need to use um, also, with, with, uh, they worked with psychotherapists that, that have the license already, so that have had the experience. 
so they prepared themselves really well and we had like we were four participants and there were nine support staff so there were doctors uh, psychologists and each uh, one of us had their personal uh, sitter as as it's called um that was just with us and and um uh, yeah helped us navigate uh, through through the experience and uh, yeah I, I also want to mention before you said um it, it's an illegal drug yes it's true that it's illegal but it's also important to um, put it into perspective, it's not a, a similar substance like hard drugs like cocaine or, or heroin or something. So um, yes, these are currently illegal, but they are um, usually substances that are not addictive and that if used in the right set and setting can really have a, uh, yeah, a, a substantial uh, psychological impact. So um, I think that's why I'm... Uh, uh, really interested in this topic and and want wanted to uh yeah to uh to participate and and to help bring it forward you know about these uh, sitters as you called them um did you get to know them in advance or what is it like because i can imagine you need to be comfortable with the person you're talking to and if you you know suddenly uh in an emergency situation and there's a person you, you for some reason don't like uh, it might be a huge problem yeah, we actually got to know them uh, before, and uh, yeah, it's it, it it felt immediately really familiar or, or like a like a community or like a family. So so they did uh, a really big effort to um, yeah make us feel at home. Um, as I said, the atmosphere, the music, and then we got to know the, the sitters before the session. So it it started at um, seven thirty in the morning. And we left the building at 7.30 in, in the evening. So it was like a 12-hour experience um, uh, for, for each study day. And um, the substance intake was at 10, 10 o'clock. So we had always a couple of hours to really settle in and uh, get hooked up. So I can also show a, a different photo. Of course, we were hooked up to IVs. So um, yeah, so that we can always uh, draw blood. So um, during one day, 15 times, um, uh, yeah, that there were 15 blood samples taken um, during each day, uh, just really tiny samples, 10, 10 milliliters per per sample. But um, yeah, they uh, really had had uh, had a look at our vitals and our and our blood. And yeah, again, the idea is to to really study it, how it affects the body, how how it affects um, uh, yeah with, with different kind of dosages, and then um, hopefully make make a make a medicine out of it. Okay, so you said you arrived there, was it uh, half past seven, right? Uh, yes, 7.30 in the morning, yeah. Yes, and uh, so what was it like? You went there, you were welcomed, you got to know the sitters, and then you know, what about, uh, you know, for example, breakfast? Did you ha have to go there, like, sober, or did you... you know, have a like a buffet there what was it like <laughs> no no the the idea was um yeah because especially ayahuasca or pharma huasca um it can have a side effect of nausea um so you can get uh, get sick or even throw up and um uh, so we were advised to to not eat anything so so we we were fasting that day and uh, we were fasting the, the whole day so um yeah during the the later stages of the day we we, we could eat again, but during the whole um, experience, we were completely fasting. All right. So then, then you went into this room, right? Uh, what about the other participants? Did you get to know them uh, beforehand or what was it like? 
Actually, no. Actually, no. I, we we met each other basically. Also, I only met a, a few people of the of the team uh, beforehand. So uh, yeah, we had two and a half hours the first day to to get to know each other. We did some meditations together, some introduction rounds, as, as you would do in in any kind of retreat setting. So it was very similar. If you're um, yeah familiar with with meditation retreats or or any kind of workshops, it it was really similar. So you can get to know each other and then uh, you you roll with it and yeah we we spent six six intense days together so of course uh, during the the time uh during the weeks uh we we got to know each other even better yeah i can't believe that <laughs> so uh how did you actually take the substance i don't think i'm allowed to share that because i i uh, signed a uh, nda a non-disclosure agreement but it's um, the substance was that's public knowledge. It it was uh, not ayahuasca itself, which is a brew from a different kind of uh, plants, uh, which <laughs> tastes really really bad. Um, the original one, I don't have any experience with with the original, but this one was the pharmaceutical version of ayahuasca, so um, extracted from the plant or created synthetically, mm. and um, yeah, we basically administered it. Um, uh, yeah, we ingested it in, into the body, and uh, uh, it, yeah, it, it was a little different than the than the original. Um, than than uh, you would ingest, you would uh, the original you would you would drink, and we had a different kind of of mechanism of of intake. But unfortunately, I'm not allowed to to share that. Yeah, I mean that's fine. So yeah, let's go to the uh, kind of core experience. So what happened after that? I mean, different, different days, different experiences. So uh, I, I would, I would say that uh, we had six days in total, and as I said, six different kinds of dosages. And if, um, yeah, may, maybe I can, I can uh, talk about how how this how this actually works, and and bring the sponsor of this video, my DMT glass, in into play. So that's the molecule DMT. And this is the psychoactive uh, substance. So um, the problem with DMT is that if you um, take DMT, usually if you don't smoke it or if you don't um, put it directly into the bloodstream, then it's um, immediately broken down by the body. So you need um, by an enzyme. So you need a enzyme inhibitor uh, for the DMT to actually um, uh, yeah, uh, have, a, have an effect in, in your body. And uh, this inhibitor was harmine. So we had not only different um, uh, different dosages. So, so um, for example, high levels of, of DMT, but also different kinds of um, relations between between the two. Oh, okay. And then um, uh, basically every day was was uh, totally different. And on average, or or just as a, as a recap, uh, two days were quite um, yeah non-eventful. Uh, so. Either low dose or, or um, uh, on one day we, uh, yeah, basically two, two were really low doses and four were actually quite quite um, high doses or doses that had substantial effects. And yeah, each each day was was completely was absolutely completely different. But every one of the four was really intense and um, had a profound. Um, effect and the profound impact so the the experience lasted anywhere between three to 
six hours, I would say, uh, depending on the on the dosage and the and the relations. And uh, yeah, it was uh, at times it was it was quite quite intense. So usually the experience was that um, it takes about an hour until you really feel the effects. Then I would say roughly after one and a half to two hours, you are at the peak and then it slowly goes, goes down. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it was every, every experience was, was completely different. But um, what we were advised to do, we were advised to do um, to use eye shades. So we were lying down using eye shades to really bring the attention inward. So it was not like just a, yeah, uh, how to say, an entertainment setting where you just want to watch na <laughs> okay. nature and, and uh, see different shapes or, or whatever may come up. Um, the idea was to really go inward and, and explore yourself or explore oh, okay. your, your mind. And yes. uh, so... That's the uh, therapeutic setting, right? Exactly. That, that okay. was, uh, I, I think that's the, the standard uh, therapeutic setting that is also used in, in other um, uh, uh, yeah, therapy sessions that are already approved. And uh, yeah, it was completely mind-blowing what, what happened. So I saw images from my childhood. I saw memories of things I thought I had forgotten. I even saw my own death. I, I saw really different kinds of things. And in the end, sometimes it was confusing. Sometimes it was loving. Uh, sometimes it was scary. Um, but in the end, um, and that was basically the, the thing for, for each session. In the end, I always felt a kind of relief or new sense of um, purpose or new sense of clarity. So in the end, it was it was always a, a really positive and meaningful experience. Oh, that, that sounds really interesting. Uh, was it like that for the other participants as well, or was there somebody like constantly screaming, or what was going on? <laughs> uh, no, nobody nobody screamed. But yeah, I I would have to say that it was um, impactful for for every participant. So of course, everyone is a different person. So it has. The story is different. I, I would say that it, yeah, like like the saying, history uh, doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. Um, it it was similar, so our experiences rhymed, but but of course we're not similar because we are different kinds of human beings. But um, it was, I would say, it was impactful for for every one of us. And what was interesting is that there was some kind of a meta process that opened up during these whole two months. So these six um, experiences were within two months. So roughly um, each one and a half weeks, we, we had a session. So quite quite a, a dense uh, time frame. Um, and so what was interesting about that was that it opened yourself up to a new level or new experiences or new whatever childhood memories, for example. And then um, the next time you were already opened up, so you could basically enter easier, um, more easily, and then continue with your process. So each day was um, its own process. And then we also had the overall process that was opened up with the first session and, and then closed down with the, uh, with the last session or is even ongoing as, as I'm now still processing these, these experiences. So um, that was really interesting, and I didn't expect that to happen. Uh, and 
was it like that for the others as well with this meta experience yes i think we discussed it in the group that that was um basically the group uh, the group experience and um yeah i can only of course talk talk for myself um yes. but i I, i would say my my uh impression was that it was um similar for for the others and uh what, what was it like after the trips uh, i mean we can go deeper into the trips if you feel comfortable sharing sure. uh, some aspects of them but um you know after you each had your own um psychedelic trip um did you then talk about uh it in the group setting or was it just like your your sitter you had to talk to or what was the idea Yeah, so basically we had um, someone that was responsible for the whole group. Um, it was a psychologist and uh, yeah, so we did an uh, entry meditation and an entry sharing round. And then at the end, we also did um, some ending meditation and ending sharing rounds. So we always had um, group group sharing and, and a group um, body that, that, um, uh, that opened up. And I think that was uh, that was really interesting experience because I keep hearing when I did my research that it's um, for many people it's actually better to do it in a in a group experience or actually it's always better to do it in a in a, a supported experience with with someone that's that's sitting you or someone that doesn't uh, 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 took any uh, didn't took any any substances yeah because as i said it can be quite scary and um it's always good to have someone um uh, to to support you and uh if you don't have that it it can really end end badly so i wouldn't uh, i would never suggest to do that uh, alone yeah um i got uh, one question uh, that i wrote down uh, beforehand uh, let me search for it um Sorry, I hear. Um, so what about the um, potential uh, risks or side effects that you just mentioned? Uh, you know, obviously, you, you don't want to take it alone, but um, how were you informed about them or uh, what was the process like in, in terms of screening you, you know, to, to avoid uh, like an emergency situation? Yeah, it's actually a good segue for for the recent most recent comment that that just came in. Okay. Um, JP said, as as an Easterner, I know a fair bit about consciousness altering drugs. It's very it's a very sharp sword with two edges. So that's absolutely right. It's it's a really potent um, a tool, a very potent substance, and of course, um, it can have uh, side effects, and you need to be really careful about that. So, in the screening, of course. And, and that's also, um, uh, I also did that uh, during my research. So for example, if you uh, have bipolar disorder of, or some kind of, um, uh, yeah, challenging, uh, challenging mental health uh, problems, it can, it can actually induce a psychosis in, in, a, in a, yeah, uh, certain circumstances. So you need to be really careful. You need to be somewhat mentally stable and, um, Of course, uh, it it can just induce a lot of fear. So it uh, there can happen what's what's called a bad trip um, or a horror trip, <laughs> where you basically just end up in a place, uh, just in in a hellish place in your brain, and you're trapped there, and you and you can't get out, or you 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 lose yourself, and then it can be really scary to to be in that state for three or six hours. So it's always good to 
as I said, to have a good um, a set and setting so you avoid uh, these places or when you encounter them to have tools um, uh, to to let go or uh, or basically uh, yeah uh, go through them. Uh, but I would I would say for me, um, of course, side effects. Um, you you, you had to be healthy. So um, I think they, of course, they, they would have screened you out if you had some heart conditions or any kind of uh, medical problems that, that could, uh, that could um, interact with that. Uh, because I could also talk a little bit about my, uh, the effects it, it had on my, on my body uh, yes. because I, I've been monitored quite, quite intensely. Um, I don't know how much I am actually allowed to share, but I, I, can, I can say that it had, it had a, an effect on, on my body. Um, and of course, also the mind. Uh, so my uh, body temperature changed, my blood pressure changed, my um, my pulse uh, changed, the, the heart rate changed. So um, it it can have it can have a, a big effect. And uh, of course, you need to be really careful uh, with with such uh, with such tools and, and substances. Okay, thank you. Yes. Um, so yeah, I'd like to dive into your um, you know kind of uh, really strong experiences you know, again as far as you like to share them uh, but you know l let's start with the I think uh, scariest one uh, but obviously you survived it it's like your own death so what was it like uh, what does it also mean uh, experiencing experiencing one's own death and then you know not actually dying I mean you probably weren't there uh, flatlined <laughs> but um, yeah maybe you can walk us uh, through that yeah, that's actually interesting. I, I didn't do many uh, very deep research into into the traditional ayahuasca uh, ceremonies, but I think it's it's called like the the plant of the death or or the it, it has a it 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 uh, death is is a is an integral part of this of this substance, and it's really common to experience your own death or death of your loved ones. And actually, that that even wasn't too scary. I think what was scary for me is with these substances we were um we were advised to basically let go or to let anything happen that that is happening and my problem was um or, or i think the problem of, of most humans is that you have an ego and that you try to control the experience and when there uh, your consciousness changes in in such a way that it feels uncontrollable um, or it feels that you lose control, then of course that's scary. So I think I experienced something that might be called, um, yeah, uh, anxiety of, of letting go or anxiety of losing control. And um, it was at times quite, um, uh, yeah, quite intense. So even at, yeah, I, I had quite, quite uh, small amounts of panic even. So mm -hmm. really fear, a little bit of panic. Lots wow shaking what's, and... what's what's happening no sweating um heart racing um basically it it was also quite um bodily experience so the okay. substance um was really strong in, in in the body so i i felt a flush into my brain i felt a flush in in my body my body felt completely differently my brain felt completely differently and I was just scared of of letting go uh, because I was scared that it might end up in a in a bad trip, for example. Um, so I I was really holding on tight, 
And with such substances, um, I was told that if you hold tight, then it just drags you with, uh, with, with, with it. So mm -hmm. um, it, actually, it's better to let go, but sometimes it's really difficult to let go. So what I learned is that it's really difficult for me in certain circumstances to let go. And it's a, I, I learned a lot about, about that behavior and um, I'm still processing it, uh, what, what to do with it in, in my life. But I think the let go part was really difficult and the death is actually the ultimate letting go yeah. <laughs> because you let go <laughs> of everything. You let go of all your loved ones, of your body, of your story, of your successes and failures, of everything. And um, yeah, that was actually not that scary because it, it, um, it was actually quite peaceful when I saw my own death because I, I experienced it in such a way that I saw, wow, life really has a time limit to it or, or a human life has a time limit to it. I'm, I'm already um, almost 40 years old. So um, yeah, depending how you calculate it, I might be at 40 or 50% of my lifespan. So it, it actually showed me, I, I was like um, catapulted into the future, like um, 100 years into the future. And I saw that I'm already dead in 100 years. So it actually puts a feeling of, um, of motivation in, into me that I don't want to waste my life and I don't want to um, uh, spend it on, on meaningless things. Uh, so it actually, it, it was a positive experience in the end. Yeah, um, even though <laughs> that's it, interesting. It, it, might sound, uh, it might sound scary, but actually the initial, um, so what was most difficult for me, the initial flush when the substance starts uh, to, uh, yeah, to, to have an effect. Um, and when you are still mostly together, when you still have control, and then you slowly lose the control until you are finally able to relax into it and, and, let, and let go and, and fly with it or... Um, surf the wave. Uh, so there, there were different kinds of um, images that I felt. So sometimes it's, it felt like surfing a wave. So you just jump into the ocean and you let the wave take you with, uh, with it. Or you just are like a leaf in, in the wind and, and you let it uh, fly, uh, fly you away with it. So, so these were the, the kind of images I had once I was able to let go. And I was able to let go um, each and every time. And oh, okay. once I let go, then my heart rate dropped, my blood pressure dropped. Oh, yes. um, I was totally relaxed. So there was a, yeah, there were some kind of phases to, to each experience. Um, while each experience was completely different and had different um, focus points and, and different learnings that I took away from it. Um, that was a theme that, that was um, true for, for most of the, of the intense trips that first it was a little bit scary to let go and then it takes it with you, it, it takes you with it and then it shakes you. <laughs> yeah, it, it does all kinds of um, magic things with you and then uh, you relax and then you, you can um, end up uh, serving, serving the wave until you, you land again um, okay. in, in your consciousness. That, that was roughly how I felt, but it's really difficult. I mean, maybe it, it sounds a little bit uh, crazy because it's, it's really hard to put such experiences into words. And there is a famous questionnaire, um, I, I saw it in, in, in a book, uh, which is called the, the Mystical Experience um, Questionnaire, where you can uh, fill it out. And then one question is, um, 
how difficult is the experience to put into words if, if you had to talk about it. And yeah, yeah. Um, usually it's, it's really difficult to, to put it into words because you, you see it, you feel it, you, you feel so many things. Time changes completely, perception changes completely. I was in one trip, I had a different, completely diff different physics. It felt completely different. I was like in a completely alternate universe with, with different kinds of physics, with uh, different kinds of, of beings. And um, yeah, that's really, it, it sounds like, uh, like crazy talk when, <laughs> when, <laughs> when you talk about it in a, in a, sober, in a, in a sober way. <laughs> yeah. So um, you know, about letting go, um, you know, as you said, yeah, uh, you were lying down on the floor or on the mattress and um, you had your eyes shut, right? Um, and then were you, you know, kind of asking your sitter or were you able to manage it yourself to let go? Or what was it like? Like <sighs> actually letting go. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you can't remember. <laughs> I don't know. I can, I, can, I can remember. No, I I never asked for help. I, I think uh, for one trip, I think I should have asked for help more. So I asked for help a little bit or... Yeah, sometimes I, I uh, uh, yeah, took took the hand of the sitter, so I have some some kind of reference point or, or oh, something. Okay. So so that that was uh, what I did. But usually, I wanted to let the experience flow because once you start talking, then you also go out of the experience, and I just wanted to stay in it, even if it was difficult. And uh, so yeah, basically, I managed it each and every time my, myself. But um, yeah, two times it was, or two or three times, it was quite, quite a challenging transition from control to to letting go. Okay. And I think the the goal was I, I was always trying to, yeah, because I I have quite some meditation experience. So the goal was to just relax, meditate, go deeper, relax, 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 as as good as you can. Sometimes it it just wasn't possible uh, because the experience was so intense. But um, usually I try to meditate and calm myself um, as, as, as well as possible. And um, yeah, after some time, it's, it's difficult to say when because my time perception was completely warped. It felt, sometimes it felt like four hours, maybe it was just one hour um, that, that I was in a challenging space and then I was able to let go and then I had three hours or so of, of relatively um, a calm and and positive experience yeah uh, i mean um, you know as you described before it, it's it's uh, really uh kind of impossible to make people see uh, who have never experienced it or um you know who are you know also you know each person is different so every person has a different mind uh to understand what you were going through but uh you know maybe you can uh, share something really surprising uh with us uh, like was totally unexpected and you know, maybe even brought some uh, benefits with it along the way, as you said, you know, letting go of uh, your own um, pers person, uh, like you know, experiencing death uh, can make you uh, feel a sense of purpose and so on. But maybe there was something uh, really unexpected as well. Yeah, I think may maybe I should also mention a little bit. Um, I, I haven't gone really deep into the neurochemistry of it. But as I understood it, um, the DMT um, is docking onto your serotonin receptor, basically blocking it so that um, you have a higher concentration of serotonin in your, in your brain, uh, which is a neurotransmitter. 
an important one, um, which, um, yeah, if, if you have a higher concentration of it, creates um, these kinds of uh, psychedelic effects. And what I also have to say, I don't know whether it's true for, for DMT, but I, I uh, read that it's true for psilocybin or LSD, that these substances have the capacity to um, to like um, short charge or, or how, how to say it um, to to change your um, your fixed um, brain uh, circuits. So oh, usually yeah, yeah. We, we have we have fixed brain circuits. So our rewiring and uh, rewiring. So so basically, mm -hmm. it helps you rewiring your brain. So you you are. Um, uh, jumped out of, of your old habits or of your old old wirings and can experience different kinds of brain uh, parts um, in a completely new way that you maybe have never experienced in, in your life before, which then helps you to um, bring up um, some old memories or some trauma or some difficult mm -hmm. experiences that you have and experience them in a different way or maybe process them completely so that if you um, get out of the experience, they are completely processed and you are basically healed if you had any kind of uh, problem. That's, that's what I read, that, that's what the, what the potential is. So what, what, um, what was um, unexpected? Um, I, I would say that sometimes it felt confusing. So my last experience, for example, was the most intense experience I ever had in my life. It was completely mind blowing. It, it, it felt like um, being on a roller coaster and in a washing machine at the same time <laughs> with, a, with a real big effect on the, on the, on the body. So it's, it, First of all, I, I had for the first time or, or twice, I, I had a little bit of nausea. And the last time I really felt this, what's what, um, yeah, often experienced with, with traditional ayahuasca, that you have this purging effect where you throw up and with throwing up, it um, actually increases your, your experience and it changes your experience. So it's part of the, it's part of the cleansing process. So the body <laughs> cle cleans itself of blockages or, or whatever it may be. And yeah, I, it, really, it, I really, I really felt <laughs> it's a feature. Exactly. It's not a, it's not a bug. It's a, it's a feature. And I never experienced that, but, but people that experienced it, um, told me that it's, it's uncomfortable, but once you are able to perch, then it feels like you, um, yeah, let go of your problems. And then, um, it's, it's a completely new, new experience. And I actually felt that in, in my last experience, I felt exactly that. So I felt like a knot in my stomach and it was like turning and it really felt that it would have been good to throw up, but, but somehow I don't know whether they had buckets. So I, I wasn't comfortable to, um, to actually do that or to let go, but I think I could have been, it, it would have been possible to, to throw up and maybe it would have been a, a good idea. But uh, somehow I, I meditated it, it away and, and it uh, went away with, with, with time. So, so that was the experience. And then I was just like turned constantly. And it was this experience where I um, had this complete different um, perception of reality. So everything was shifted. I saw a lot of colors and the physics felt completely different. Um, I didn't know what was um, above, what was below, what was right, what was left. It was all like moving and, and turning. I didn't know what time it was. It was um, completely confusing. At one point, I felt I was like in a video game, like, like a, a, 
a Mario Kart kind of video game where there were rainbows and, and whatever. And then it was just um, childhood memories mixed in. So really confusing. But in the end, when I came out of it, I felt that I processed a lot of old stuff and a lot of, um, yeah, just a lot of fragments. So I think it was, it was kind of a, 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 like a cleaning software or a cleaning program or a defragmentation if you're defragmentation. a Windows user. Exactly. <laughs> where, where you just, the older ones know what it exactly, is. Right? The, the <laughs> defragmentation of your hard drive. So it, it felt like that, but really weird. So it, it didn't make any sense when I was in this washing machine. But when I came out of it, I had such a deep sense of, of uh, calm and, and clarity and, and purpose and just a sense of, uh, yeah, of, of that I let something go. And, and I think that's the beauty of, of, of these substances. That, um, that's also what I, what I, um, uh, what I read in my, in my research that, um, of course, for each person, it's a completely different experience, but these substances always seem to do what you need most in that in that moment in in your life so it it seemed that i needed to go go through the the roller coaster slash a washing machine <laughs> and then um it, it just washed away a lot of a lot yeah. of stuff and and it it really felt like therapy it it felt like uh like a lot of therapy to, to be to be uh totally honest and it felt like work so i really worked yeah. i was sweating i was um then I, I got really emotional, so um, I had uh, I, I cried a lot uh, because I, I uh, suddenly sadness came uh, about certain experiences, and then I cried a lot, and it really felt cleansing. And um, yeah, you asked whether people screamed. Um, nobody screamed, but um, yeah, occasionally people cry, of course, when when uh, there are emotions involved. But that was that that was it. So either it feels like people are like meditating. Um, so it's usually just you, you, I assume I, I was looking like I was just lying there and nothing was happening and inside I was in, in different, uh, universes, um, or I was, I was crying. These were the two states and, and, and I think these were the, uh, similar states that, that the others were, were in. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, you just, uh, described like this, uh, emotional, uh, also, physical roller coaster slash a washing machine but from the outside you're just laying on the floor eyes shut <laughs> so, exactly so and, and that was and that was interesting because i then talked um to my sitters and um they told me their um perception of me and okay. the interaction what they actually felt or or how it affected them uh, because of course um in such an environment you feel that something is happening with 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 the study participants but you maybe don't know or you hope that it's going well or when you see them cry then you hope um everything is is well and and that was really interesting and and yeah it's it's totally true what you said um most of the time it just felt for them that i was just lying there and and chilling and and relaxing <laughs> And um, yeah, in fact, I was I was in a complete uh, different state of mind, which is <laughs> which is mind blowing because yeah. two hours before I was in a complete normal state of mind, and five hours later I was also in a normal state of mind. But during uh, these substance um, experiences, I was uh, somewhere completely different, and I think that was I think that's also the the potential of these of these substances, and why I'm so passionate about that. Uh, finally, uh, there is so much research and. Hopefully, yeah. 
there will be alternatives to to the current uh, psychopharmaca that that are prescribed because a lot of psychopharmaca that are pres prescribed SSRIs or antidepressants i mean they have huge side effects people take them for decades and it's really not the perfect solution so i think um to to have different kind of options of of treatments i think is is hugely needed and i think we we are living in a mental health um uh, epidemic um it's it's really getting worse with with our lifestyles and uh, i think we really need new therapies and new solutions and uh, i really believe personally i mean i'm i'm no researcher I, i'm no medical professional but personally from my experience i really see now and i know that these substances have a huge effect and that they can be beneficial of course if applied to the right kinds of uh, people under the right circumstances but uh, yeah that's that's what it really showed me yeah and i mean it's so interesting because you were screened beforehand and deemed perfectly healthy right physically as well as mentally and you still see uh, lots of benefits you know, as you uh, said defragmentation of of the mind living through past experiences that you might have you know just stumbled across and then maybe forgot about them but actually they have not been processed enough and uh, for some reason like 20 years later you have some problem with a in a certain situation but you don't know why right and it, maybe it's because you know, when you were 11 years old this and that happened and uh, that's what I think is so interesting also for um, healthy persons uh, just su such as you, right? It's um, really, um, as you said, mind-blowing because it actually blows the mind. And um, yeah, I, I think the word we were searching for, it, it came to me later on, is a neuroplasticity, mm -hmm. right? Uh, where you have like a, the brain, you know, as we use the word, uh, rewires itself, uh, finds new connections or maybe even like shorter paths because uh, you know, actually uh, yeah, you, the your neurons are firing right at each time and, and it's in a certain pattern and over these patterns at least that's uh, one of the uh, theories of mind um, the, the, the actual the actual mind emerges right in terms of patterns firing and if you can change the patterns due to the uh, physical substrate Uh, then you can actually experience a new reality and this can uh, obviously heal. And I mean, as we are both on Twitter, uh, you know, sometimes the algorithm feeds you uh, a kind of random stuff. But uh, once there was some um, someone who talked about uh, PTSD uh, who served in the U.S. military and went to, I think, Afghanistan or Iraq or something, I was really interested because um, the eye catcher was him uh, holding a bag full of pills right it was like a huge bag of, full of pills and he said you know this is the amount of pills i have to take in a year <laughs> and um this is just for treating his ptsd mm. uh, in terms of uh, you know what he lived through during his uh, service in the war and um yeah obviously this is kind of uh, it looked like this is uh, just suppressing Uh, what is actually going on, right? And maybe helping him uh, day to day. Uh, you know, but if, if he does not take the pill, and y you know what it's like with uh, um, you know, health insurance in the US, and I'm not so familiar with it in terms of the military service. But um, yeah, I think in terms of treatment, as you said, um, if there's a treatment like um, with psilocybin or you know, LSD or something, some other um, psychedelic drug, um, There, there's obviously some entertainment effect, as you said, with the roller coaster. But if you're actually processing uh, some weird um, experiences of your life, it can 
actually change it. And there was another video. It also went uh, viral. I I think you know ten years ago, and uh, there was somebody who was uh, constantly shaking or, or something, and he also I think was was about Mariana or something, and it changed his. Uh, integration into his body so much that he did not uh, shake anymore he was mm. absolutely still right uh, obviously it's a different topic but uh, it just shows you how these uh, drugs can you know, are also beneficial in terms of um, you know, psychological or physical effects and actually especially with with regards to ptsd um the the work that maps has has been doing is with mdma so it's a it's not a psychedelic drug it's more an empathogenic so it it really creates empathy and and um, so that you can have a look at your difficult experiences. And I haven't looked at the study um, really in depth, but um, I think from the from a Netflix documentary, I saw that with just a limited amount of sessions, I don't know how many, maybe five sessions, um, they were able to um, get a complete success rate or a healing rate of seventy percent one year after the last treatment. So one year after the last treatment, 70% of all the PTSD um, people um, had no symptoms anymore to, to qualify for PTSD. And that's the, the power of these substances. And I really hope that next year, this MDMA um, will, will um, become available for, for PTSD um, um, as, as, a, as a legal drug. And uh, we are now in the final stretch. So the phase three study is complete. They will now um, apply. Uh, so basically, now they have to collect the data, and they will apply for uh, for the for the license to to uh, uh, yeah to to uh, bring the, the the medicine to market. So it's really really close, and I really hope because um, PTSD is really a bad uh, really bad uh, condition, and um, it really kills kills a lot of people. Suicide rates are really high, yes. and I would also argue. I mean, we are talking about mental illness and. Um, we were talking about that I am completely healthy. I, I would argue that, I mean, every one of us, even healthy people are human beings and uh, human beings are emotional beings. Um, we all have our set of um, challenges and problems. And at times during our lives, we would actually qualify for a mental illness, be it depression or anxiety or, or whatever it may be. Um, and of course, I also had uh, different uh, difficult experiences in my life uh, before. Uh, which which could have uh, qualified for for as, as a mental illness um, maybe um, so um, I think it's not as clear cut so that there are like um, uh, yeah uh, sick people and and healthy people I would just say it's a human condition and we all experience yeah. fear and anxiety and and um, uh, depression at, at times and and difficult emotions or or yeah suppressed feelings and and whatnot so I think it's potentially could could help everyone but of course with people that are really sick you need to you need to um make sure that um yeah it, it doesn't bring them to psychosis or, or anything like that so it's that's why actually it's important to do these studies and i hope that this phase one study um goes into phase two and phase three and i think in phase two there will already be a study with um with uh, with sick people so with people with with health, mental health problems so um, yeah, they they will um, build their way to to uh, to phase three and and then hopefully to 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 the application of a of a medicine. Um, so that's how it's that's how it goes. And um, I would I would say that it's um, yeah, it it definitely has a potential to help um, many more people, even so called uh, healthy people, of course. So uh, thank you. 
I, I just went through the um, questions uh, that viewers were able to submit uh, beforehand. And actually, there were no uh, questions that you, we did not uh, you know, talk about. And also, I don't see anyone uh, asking more um, questions in the comments. Uh, maybe you know, some viewers. I, I can't see the uh, viewer number of the live <laughs> watchers, but uh, maybe you can tell me. But if, if there's anyone, uh, you can still ask a question. Yeah, of course. Feel free to to ask any question, comments. We we had here a comment by uh, Fred, who said that psilocybin can sometimes elicit a feeling of doom, impeding death. Um, yeah, so I think um, different substances or or these substances can have similar effects. Um, what I read that LSD or or any other substances, of course, each substance um, has their own. Um, benefits and and uh, downsides and and specialties uh, but i think um yeah a feeling of death or or yeah we humans have this tendency to to suppress uh, the idea of that that uh, our time is limited and that we will die and i think it's really healthy and that's also why i uh, study stoicism because uh, that's a, a big topic there uh, to really have your mortality insight and and um, work with that because usually when we are young uh, we have the feeling that life is unlimited we have um, unlimited amounts of time and energy and of course that's that's not true and uh, so i think um, actually contemplating and meditating on your death uh, can be uh, yeah can be really helpful and and uh, uh, also to reset and i would say now that after the, the study, so the last session was, I think, two weeks ago or something. Um, and I can really say that um, I am now in, it, the process is still ongoing. So, of course, um, uh, yeah, maybe you would have to ask me in a, in a year or so what, what the yeah. lasting effects were. But I, I can what I can say is that it really um, helped um, a process. I think I was already on a process, of course, of... Uh, um, yeah, of reflecting on my life and, of course, always recalibrate, recalibrating. Everyone does it. But I think these substances, these experiences really supercharged it because um, they brought to light some challenges or some problems that I had or some aspects that I wasn't aware of. Um, so I just have this new sense of, of clarity. And now I'm in the process of recalibrating my life um, with this new sense of, of clarity. So, for example, viewers of my channel, um, they saw that I, I took a break of two months. Uh, I, I didn't post any any YouTube videos. And that was during this time of uh, of the study because it was really time intensive. But it was also, um, I just needed some time to rethink the whole U YouTube thing because it took um, so much time of my life. And I'm just not sure that I want to spend so much time on this one project. Um, so I'm rethinking now how I can still um, do YouTube, but without investing so much time. So I'm just rethinking my priorities. I'm, I'm rethinking the challenges of my life. I'm rethinking the, the relationships of my life um, with my children, with, with my wife, um, because that's what really matters. And I don't want to waste my life with, with, um, uh, with other things that, that um, are not as important. So I think... Um, that's what, what uh, for me, the, one of the key takeaways. And I also feel that I processed really a lot of like um, old stuff that was still lingering and that maybe, yeah, I would have processed, I would have needed to process in, in some kind of therapy or, or something. So I think it's in a way, this, these two months were really a therapy session for me. 
and they were a opportunity to rethink my life and to rethink my priorities. And I think uh, for that, I'm super, super grateful. And I hope and I, I feel that this process will, will continue and um, that these experiences will stay with me. And that's what I also heard from other people who, who took such substances that um, if you uh, take it um, even just once, then it can have a lifetime of um, uh, of effect. Uh, you can you can really uh, feel it and it can change you for for the rest of your life. And I'm really curious uh, to see what uh, what will develop uh, out of this. Yeah, thank you very much for uh, sharing your experiences. And uh, I think um, people opening up and talking about it is uh, so important as part of the process because the more people do it and normalize it, uh, obviously in a, um, you know, a clinical setting where it's supervised and you know, actually like <laughs> scientific, um, you, uh, you are opening so many doors and you know, alleviating suffering uh, in the world and uh, yeah, I think it's just a beautiful um, opportunity and well you know I can think about you know depending on how many people are, are watching this or are listening to this later on they want to um, look at uh, look at it for themselves you know what kind of trials are going on in their area maybe uh, you can also post the link uh, you showed us initially um, you know in the description or something I think that's uh, very inspiring and um, helpful to many people there was one last comment by Gelchnobad. Yeah, Gelchnobad said that MindMed is also researching medical LSD applications in Basel. Oh, wow. Fantastic. Yeah, there are so many startups, so many companies that are researching that. Um, I, I really believe that um, Switzerland is one of the leading places for, for research. I think Switzerland was also, um, I think, the only country where the research never stopped. So in the US, um, when, when um, these substances became illegal, all the research stopped. And I think Switzerland was the only place where the research continued, even through these dark times of complete illegality. Um, there were always um, some uh, doctors and psychiatrists that um, had the license to, to use these um, substances for, for research and studies. And um, yeah, it's, it's really great to see. And again, I'm really proud to to live here in Basel, where LSD was was uh, found, um, not invented because it was invented by by uh, nature, but it was found, it was uh, synth uh, synthesized, and I think uh, it's a it's a wonderful uh, it's a wonderful uh, yeah development, and it's it's great that that we have that, and I hope that we will see much more research. Yeah, so thank you all for watching. I think we will wrap it up now. Thank you, Julian, for, for joining us. Maybe you can, again, uh, plug your channel and, and what you are doing uh, Tesla-wise. And uh, then, yeah, any last words? Yeah, so I'd like to th thank you for giving me the opportunity to interview you. I mean, it's uh, always uh, very intense to have uh, like a face-to-face -face conversation, even if it's uh, via uh, the internet and uh, you know, going deep into certain topics uh, as i said uh, in the beginning exploring reality firsthand kind of uh, you know, talking to someone who has lived through that and uh, for me it's a very interesting experience and uh, yeah i'm definitely open to uh, seeing or exploring more uh, of this uh, topic and yeah also having you know, people from all around the world uh, watching uh, there was <laughs> one uh, he said easterner right uh -huh. uh, jp or uh, Calamity Jane, right? 
um, sounds American and Geldschnobart uh, seems like from, from the German uh, background or something, uh, maybe Austrian, right? And we're going through this together here. It's a global experience, kind of the internet connects all of us. And, and this is, uh, you know, to, to plug the channel, uh, the Tesla community channel is also about that, like bringing people together from around the world, uh, having conversations, deep conver and honest conversations about uh, various topics and um, you know, together um, living through life and um, learning from each other and uh, improving the uh, human civilization overall.